For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Today's episode is about the subtle art of bullshitting for women or women and the subtle art of bullshitting. We don't know yet. (laughs) Hi, Sandy. (laughs) Hi, Jenny. I have been sort of obsessing about this idea and concept for a couple weeks. We kept having to delay the recording of the podcast, so I'm super happy to finally riff on this with you. Yeah, I think it's a really important topic, and it's something that I think we've been like, I don't know, subtly noticing for years and years, and now just in the last few weeks or months, it's become like really apparent how important this actually is. Yeah. I just want to describe like why it's become so apparent to us over the last few weeks, and that is I think number one, as most people know, we have left Instagram and we're spending most of our social media time on Twitter. Really, really enjoying it, but that's a whole other topic. And just like watching what's on Twitter, like the way that people say things and how they say it so confidently. And then I look at who they are or what they've done. I'm like, how, why on earth are you, how are you saying that so confidently or at this stage? It makes me question. And then also we've had a number of conversations with men in various contexts. And it's like, men are so good at bullshitting and women need to get better. Yes. I think that this is kind of fundamentally at the root of how like the startup world works and the economy works and like law firm culture works and Wall Street works. And I think because we're spending time in spaces that are traditionally dominated by men versus spending time in spaces that are mostly filled with women, we're really seeing the distinction and the stark contrast between kind of how men work and work with each other and how women work. And, you know, again, these are broad generalizations. There are exceptions to every rule, but these are important generalizations to talk about because I think they affect almost all of us in terms of the level of economic success that we reach, the level of political success that we reach, and kind of how we hold ourselves back in those places. Yeah. And I want to just say that what, to me, like the art of bullshitting, what that is not. And to me, that is not lying or cheating or deceiving or tricking. 
or lying. It's not none of that. I think to me, it is when you are able to be a good bullshitter, I think you just so fully believe in yourself and your future capabilities that even if it is not all complete, ready, done, checked off in the moment, you can still talk about it confidently without knowing that you will get it done. Yeah. Or knowing that you're capable. Yes. And deserving. I just think about it and I think back to like my time in politics and like, this is how that industry works. And even in academia. And I just, I think about like who was getting promoted, who was like winning elections, who was being successful. And it's like really hard to be successful in almost any career if you are like overrun by humility. And, you know, this is, has been my Achilles heel, Sandy, since we first met each other is I have this like very complicated relationship to humility. And I think like part of the reason the startup world disgusted me so much, the like sort of VC backed startup world and, and like the West coast startup world is because there was such a, like a patent lack of humility on the part of the founders that I was interacting with and the venture capitalists like too. But really the founders, I just remember back in like 2015, 2016, when we were in an accelerator and watching other companies pitch to investors and sort of having our turn and just hearing the exaggerations that came out of those boys' mouths. And just, you know, I had all these conversations with you about how I felt like incapable of that because I'm like, that's not going to happen. Like the likelihood that this is going to be like a $5 billion company is so statistically small. Like I can't say that to someone. And yet the boys in line ahead of me at the pitch competitions or in the angel meetings, we're all saying those things, right? And I'm like, well, how can they do that? Like, what is the difference between us? Because I believe in our company. I believe in our path to success. And definitely it's proven itself in many ways. But like, I couldn't ever say this is going to be a $5 billion operation because like, that's not realistic for a business like this. And yet so many other people could say that with having no business saying that. And that's like that bullshitting. (laughs) Yeah, that's bullshitting for sure. I think they're really good at playing the game of knowing what they want to hear, knowing that you have to have this like big dream, big vision, big ideas and the belief in yourself. And you just go out and say it. Nobody knows that for sure. Like nobody can say this will be a $5 billion or whatever. Nobody. Right. And so how comfortable are you with that exaggeration? And clearly they are. And I think, and just based on some past conversations, I think it's just like, socialized into them that that's what you do. It's just, you just exaggerate. You just blow it up a little bit. You just say the thing, even though you're not sure, you know, like women, you know, we see it in business all the time where women will be like, it has to be 160% true for them to speak it. You have to have, you know, just like one more certification or like five more clients and I'll know that I'm really good at this for sure. Or if I just have one or two testimonials, so they're looking for this external validation to help them believe in what their work is. And men are just out there declaring it if it's 30% true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that makes it more likely to be true, right? I think that that's the part that I didn't really grasp until the last few months, which is that like, if you're going out and you have this like extreme lack of humility and you're like pitching yourself to an investor or to a company for a contract or a deal or whatever, you're just much more likely to actually get that deal or get that money that's going to lead to that giant outcome because you're so confident and 
that's like really, really attractive to people. Like confidence is of course like magnetizing to other people. And so I think I didn't understand like the self-fulfilling prophecy of confidence until now. And I mean, we're calling it bullshitting in this podcast because I think there's also like a very fine line between confidence, bullshitting, and lying. <laughs> like those three things are like kind of tiptoeing around one another and it's like not clear when it's one or the other. But I do think that like what we've witnessed on Twitter and you and I share these like posts with each other all the time where like you were saying like, I made $1,400 as a creator and here's my roadmap. Put the word roadmap below and I'll DM you. You know, and it's like $1,400. Like, you know, we've made millions and millions and millions of dollars on the internet. And like, I would never, like it doesn't cross my mind to say something like that, but maybe it should. That post that I read, for those of you who aren't on Twitter, that's a, a great deal of some of the posts are like, I did this thing. Let me show you how in, in five easy steps. And they you sort of unfurl this this Twitter thread, and which is great. There's nothing wrong with like that sort of template. But I saw so many young men who are claiming this like success at very low numbers. Like I made five grand in eight weeks. Let me show you how. And it's like, what? Why would I want to? And I guess, you know, someone who's only made 500, that's interesting. But I at that level would never be like, I got something to teach you. Please come and listen to me. I would be, you know, downplaying that so greatly. But it just made me think like, you and I need to speak up and you and I need to teach and you and I in public, we need to be a little bit more like, hey, this is what we've learned. Here are our stories. Here's our experience. This is what you can do too, or, or whatever it may be. It was that moment. It's like, that is such bullshit. And I'm just going to lean right into it. I'm just going to lean into. And for me, that idea, just I just want to check in with everyone on like the, the mindset side. When I say that, like I'm going to lean into the bullshit, I get really excited. It's not a negative thing for me. If I believed that bullshitting meant lying, that thought or that statement wouldn't work. But I get really excited just to like, let me play this game. Let me just start to state things, even if they're like, I'm like 80% there. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And maybe it doesn't even need to be 80%. I think that the the difference is just deciding that you have this expertise inside of you and knowing that that's worth something to someone else. And I think not waiting for, like you said, the next accolade or milestone before you're allowed to have the confidence that comes from there. And I also think like the world of business is generally fake it till you make it. Like that's just generally what it means to be an entrepreneur. So that really does, when I like take it apart, it really does require you to be okay with bullshitting because you're like, who on the earth thinks they can start a business from scratch <laughs> that didn't exist in the world, right? Like you kind of have to bullshit yourself into doing that. You have to kind of like be go convince a bank that you deserve, you know, a small business loan or you need to go go convince an investor or you need to go convince your audience to buy something from you like before you have a track record. And like every one of us has gone through that step where we had never had a customer or, you know, a product and then we all of a sudden have to kind of make it up to get to that point. So I think it's just about like carrying that natural thread all the way through entrepreneurship. Like even when you're nine and a half years in, like we are, like you still got to do it because you haven't reached that next level or that next milestone. And you've got to have that same sort of level of confidence and bullshit to get there. Yeah. I think if you wait for the historical evidence, like if you wait to have evidence, 
that's just, it will never happen because you won't ever take the actions to get the evidence. So that's self-fulfilling. So it really turns into a belief of what you're capable of in the future, right? To make the ask, even if it's not done or you're not sure, but just make the ask and then figure it out later. So it really is to me like, like I believe in my capabilities, a good example of that. So I read that. I said, Jenny, we've got to do this episode on the art of bullshit. And then like an hour later, I was writing an email to our list because we have three more spots for the Luminaries Live. And I was like, I'm going to tell them that we're creating this book on copy. We're making a giant book of all the launch emails we've ever sent for webinars, challenges, everything. It's huge. And I thought, oh, this is such a good idea. This will be a great bonus. Everybody will want it. And then I went, oh, no, 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 Sandy, you can't do that because it's not done. You're just like, you know, 25% through it. It's like, what if it's not done? You can't actually say that until it's actually complete. And I don't think the words or the sentences were that form, but it was like this, like, oh, no. And then I was like, this is where we start to bullshit. I know that Autumn and I will get this thing done by the time this thing starts in September. I know we will complete it. And even if we didn't, we can give it to them a month later or whenever. It doesn't matter, but it will get done. And then I told Autumn that, and she, Autumn is one of our team members, and she's like, Sandy, it's not done. She did the exact same thing. She's like, you can't say, I just heard you say that on a podcast that you're going to give this up. It's not, I'm like, I know. But here we are. We're just going to bullshit a little bit. We're going to pretend it's done. We're going to talk like it's done, but it will be done. Like we know it will be done. And so it's interesting just to watch, you know, for all of you running businesses, where are you maybe more silent or holding back or not speaking up or being quiet because you're not 100% there? I think it's very interesting to observe your days with that in mind. Yeah, I think that's so smart. And what you're saying around mindset, I think is the most important thing, Sandy, which is that like if you don't like already start living in the reality of that future you want to have, it's not possible. And I'm just thinking about, you know, this is harder for me in business than it is in other areas of my life. Like I get this. I just think about my own story and I'm sure you have examples of your own, but I had no business thinking that I would go to an Ivy League school or that I would get a full scholarship to law school given to me by one of the wealthiest families in the country. Like I had no business thinking of it, but I felt very much like I deserved it. And I pitched myself harder than it's like, it's possible. And like, I didn't get into college until I wrote like six appeal letters to get into Berkeley because I had dropped out of high school. And I, it's just like, no, you're letting me into this school. Like, here's all the reasons why you are letting me into this college. And like, it worked, right? Like (laughs) all of those things. And I think about like younger me and I wanted to be a senator which is like a whole other story, but my country's broken my heart since then. And I'm not planning that anymore. But like I lived my life for like 20 years. Every decision I made was like weighed against like, what will this do for my future Senate career? Like I lived like that. So I was living as a person that was like one day going to become a U.S. Senator, right? Like that's nuts. But like that was the way I operated in the world. Like, will this come back to haunt me? in that future career. And I think that that's how we have to operate in business is like, I'm operating as if I'm a billion dollar company. Like I am going to act like the CEO of a billion dollar company because that is the only way that that ever is going to happen. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. 
All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. And I think so what you're talking about in the mindset speak is like the set of beliefs you have about yourself, like your self concept. And that is all inside job, right? And so, but women are so, so socialized to like look for validation outside that that can be very hard. And so they don't believe that they can be a Senator until 10 people say, maybe you should run for Senator, right? But if you start from the inside and start to really cultivate those beliefs about being a six figure earner or a million dollar earner, whatever, the only way, like you have to really feel into that belief into the future in order for you to take the necessary actions to make that a reality. If you are constantly swimming in the like, who thinks I'm great? Or does anybody like that? Or what are they going to say? Or like this constant fear of judgment that we all experience. That is the work. Like that's the work of becoming a great bullshitter is like examining what are the thoughts that are really holding you back and you know, do you want to keep it? What else can we do? What else can we think? Yeah, I think for most of us, the longer we are adult human females, the more difficult this is, honestly. Like, because I think back, I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like I should have more confidence in business now after almost a decade and multiple layers of success. But I feel like if I'm being honest, I probably have less because I think there's also like humility is real. And it's like the more you know about something, the more you realize you don't know. Right. And so I think that like being an adult human female (laughs) in our culture is like the pressures and the socialization, the way that we are, you know, told or messaged to interact in society. It's like a really big boulder to push up a hill. And I think that like, this is probably why I'm sure you're going to say this. This is why coaches are so important, right? And why mindset is so important because like there's the forces are there to prevent you from thinking like this. Like they're everywhere and they're all omnipresent in our lives, especially if we're ambitious. They're everywhere, those pressures. So like you have to be actively undoing that work and you have to have an outlet for that, whether that's through a coach or a therapist or like a support group or whatever. Like it's like, it's hard to be a single person as a match for this pressure. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I would say, and I think this is the influence of Twitter, which is like a weird side effect to me. And now that I am recognizing this, that I feel more confident in business now that I've been on Twitter for a little bit because there's so many freaking bullshitters out there. I'm like, oh no, we know, we know some things. And that has really helped bolster me. I did not feel that on Instagram because I was just worried about my lighting. And it's actually called X. We're using the wrong word. So on X, I feel every day, I feel more and more and more confident. And it is like completely setting me up. So if my thought is like, I actually know quite a lot of it about business, I feel super motivated to share and to teach on this platform. And I feel really excited about it. And so that leads to me doing more writing. I've got two weeks of tweets like lined up, ready to go. And I don't know, I just, I feel ready to share. I feel ready to like, quote unquote, bullshit. That's great. That's the way it needs to be. Like that's, 
that's leading by example. And I think maybe we rebrand it. Like instead of bullshitting, we call it something else (laughs) because like that word is hard, but I think that's right. I think just showing up and actually living as if you are an expert at business, which you are and operating that way and speaking that way and the other thing that that happened, Jenny, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but like you're the one who started on X and you're the one who like Sandy, 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 Sandy. And I, I'm always slow to adapt. But now that I'm there, it's just interesting because we've also separated. We're not like, and she coaching. We are Sandy and we are Jenny. And this idea that I have to speak my voice, my ideas, which I tell you all the time, I don't have any ideas. It's been a really good exercise for me to separate from you and to be able to take my imperfect thoughts and ideas and put them out there. As opposed to like, are you okay if we say this? Are you okay? You know, like it just the individuality. I have not had that in business ever. And I know that when I speak, I'm still representing both of us. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like to be a solo thinker on X has been very, very helpful to me, very powerful for me. Yeah, totally get it. And I feel that way. Like I returned to blogging this mm, year right. after personally not yes. blogging for a decade. And it was a really big, important like formative part of my younger life. And it was very much me. And so I think that like I had a lot of energy around that because I felt like for the last decade, I couldn't show up as myself because I was representing us too. Like I was representing Mm -hmm. our company Mm -hmm. and our companies now. And that it was like, I didn't want my personal beliefs and actions to have any negative impact on this collective set of assets that we share, right? To me, our companies are like children. Like I have to protect the children. But I realized this year that is actually the answer to everything, right? Right. Like that's the the most beautiful thing is like the thing that you're so afraid of and you're so pushing away because you're afraid it's going to hurt things. It's actually the way to help them. That's like a Taoist like tome. Like to me, like Mm. it's like this like beautiful philosophical lesson to learn is is like, oh, the thing that you're running away from and pushing away is the way that you have actually like allow yourself to have the thing that you want. Okay. I've said everything I need to say about bullshitting you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Just like do it. I think if you're listening to us, you're probably really bad at bullshitting. And so because you're hanging around us. <laughs> you're like probably a woman or you hang around a bunch of women and you're probably like on the humble side of things. And so I just encourage you to try on the other way of being in the world and see if it impacts your levels of success. With what you just said, like the question also is like, what am I afraid of? Like, what am I really like? Why don't I? What am I afraid of? And to identify that fear. And it's usually, I'm going to guess for women, it's fear judgment. People are going to be like, how could you say that or whatever? Yeah. And so that is easily solved with some mindset coaching. Okay. Joy and hustle. Joy and hustle. Do you want to do the joy? Sure. So the, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's hard to call it. It's hard to. The topic is not joy. joyful in any way, but it is a podcast series called "The Retrievals" that my friend Sarah Fisk told me that I had to watch. It's just the most remarkable. I don't know, it's like four or five episodes or something, but it's about Yale and women who were having egg retrieval process, and they were not given pain medication because somebody was stealing it. so awful. Like the story is so compelling and fascinating because it is so awful and the outcome is so awful. Like I do think we need to do an entire podcast where we dissect that 
Just um, just the verdict yeah. alone is like, mm-hmm. well, what? I think it just speaks so much about our society that women are screaming in a surgical procedure in pain and nobody believes them. Nobody believes that they are actually in pain. It just says so much. So yes, let's just do that. Let's just commit to like dissecting that whole series. But if you just Google or not Google, I search the retrievals, you'll find it in wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah. It's, it's also like, like one, one of the, the top, top 10. Yeah. Top podcasts out there. Okay. We should do just like a full episode on that and Scamanda, both of them, and just like complain about everything in both of those podcasts. Okay. All right. Okay. So The Hustle is a book that I've been reading called The Illustrated Handbook for Content Marketing. And it is literally like an illustrated dictionary for all things marketing where it's like, this is where you should put this on your website homepage. This is how you look at your keywords and like Google like in the Google ads console. And it's like so helpful to see at like marketing broken down into a series of illustrations. And the guy that wrote this book is named Andy Crestadina and he's out of Chicago. He's like a web developer and designer. I think he started in like the early 2000s. So he's like OG web guy and he's really smart. I've seen him interviewed in a couple of different like podcasts and venues and I just never had gotten his book and I ordered it recently and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I not order this like eight years ago? There's just a lot of like really helpful information. So, and I think it will help us be better teachers and coaches because we can like think in terms of these illustrations. Now it's really great. So if you are marketing your business, which is you probably are if you're listening to us, it's a great like $30 resource to add to your library. I thought you said it was super expensive and I was thinking it was like a $100 book. Oh no, it's just like self-published, I think. And so I had to pay shipping and stuff. So it was just, it ended up being like $50 to get this paperback book, which feels expensive to me. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, So (laughs) the Amazon.ca, it is Canadian dollars. It's $39.95. So that's not bad at all. So Okay. Yeah. If you can get it on Amazon, he sells it on his website too. Yeah. It was just like, you know, usually for like a paperback, you're thinking like $20 or something. It was just quite a bit more than that. Yeah. No, that sounds great. I'm going to order that too. Yeah. So that's that. So, you know, get good at bullshitting, build your confidence, hire a coach, And And get content chemistry. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, everyone. All right. See you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.